This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell's Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC, and Summer's Funeral Home. Every life leaves a legacy. And now here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, at the outset today, before we get to our special guest, I just want to make mention of the book that I wrote that's now out on Amazon. But there's a simple way to get it. A lot of people have asked, well, how do we get it? How do we get it? Well, very simple way. Just go to Coach em Up Book. Coach E-M Up Book. Dot com. That'll take you right to, you punch a button, you can get, get ordered right off the bat. So anyway, that's the, the simplest way to do it. We're excited about the book, had a lot of interest, been getting some calls from coast to coast. So that's, that's encouraging. But uh, for our listeners, I want to make sure that they, those that are interested, have, have uh, information, simple information about how to get that book. So once again, it's Coach em Up book.com. All right. Well, our special guest today is is a man. His name is Ron Thompson. Ron was our strength coach at Boise State when I was a coach here. And he's been through a lot of different stops, a lot of places, got a lot of uh, experience, a lot of stories, I'm sure. So we're going to kind of hear his story today. So Ron, first of all, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Thanks, Skip. I appreciate it, and good to see you again. Absolutely. One of the great things about coaching is is you, you make friendships, and then people move different places, but uh, it's kind of like family. You know, you're always, uh, you're always there for each other, and it's good to visit once in a while. And so we're glad to have you in studio today, Ron. Thank you. Well, I think the way we want to start this is, again, for, to have you tell your story. Uh, people love to hear stories and how people got to where they are. And maybe as you wind down and you're retiring now, why be good to go back and just kind of reflect on, on your story. So take us back to where you grew up and kind of march us forward. Okay. Well, uh, to go back to the beginning, uh, first of all, I was born in Long Beach, California, and uh, my father was a naval officer and uh, eventually left, and we moved out to a small town near Palm Springs called Yucca Valley, mm-hmm. raised there. And the thing that you asked me about how I got involved, mm-hmm. you know, um, I knew g- getting into college that I wanted to teach and coach. I yeah, just knew that yeah. from the get-go. And r- the real reason I feel is my high school coaches. Yep were just unbelievable people. Mm -hmm. They taught us right. It was back in the, you know, the 60s, 70s, you know, that you get through all that. And, you know, times were different back then. They were hard on you, discipline and do the right thing. And we had great success in all our sports, four-year lettermen and state champions and, you know, uh, in the state championships in Uh football and basketball, that type of thing. And those guys really made us as as people as we grew up. 
So I always had that in my mind. So when I left there, I went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, right. played football, played rugby, You know, got my degree, started out at San Luis Obispo High School, and just got into coaching more right then and there. Mm-hmm. And had a guy that first really hired me was a guy named Don Greenaway. He came out of um, North Allegheny, Pittsburgh, came to California to you know, go to school and start coaching. And that's what he did. And he hired me and I was there for two years and went over to uh, one of my old teammates to Strathmore High School in the uh, Central Valley by Mm -hmm. Porterville and by Celia Mm -hmm. and coached there with him. And then my old coach from high school, uh, who now lives in uh, Crescent Valley, Arcata, California, Mm -hmm. uh, he he just made me a, a conversation, like come over and coach with me. Yeah. And I never thought about it. So he offered me that chance. I'm thinking, well, I'm going back to that old story. Everybody says, hey, mm-hmm. you want to do something? Go back to where you were. Yeah. So I said, okay, let's do it. So I went back and coached there a couple of years. And back then, uh, you know, 1977, 78, they had a proposition legislation go on in California called Proposition 13. Yeah. And that was where the legislator had really made that go, mm-hmm. but it lowered all the property taxes. So everybody was extremely happy about that. Sure. You know, and I, I didn't own any property. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But what it did do, and they found out later, is that that went into effect, and it affects all your services, your public services, fire, mm-hmm. police, teaching. So now all the teachers, they're losing jobs like crazy. Yeah. And I was part of that group. Yeah. So I thought about, well, you know, I had cousins that were mm-hmm. high school football coaches in Texas. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I'm going to call them up and see what's going on. They said, hey, come on back. We'll find a place we can get you organized talking to people about coaching high school. So I did that, and I ended up at Brownsville, Texas, at a Hannah High School, and uh, went down there and really found out how different high school football is in Texas. Yeah. And I've told so many people that I've gotten you know, with in young guys that want to coach where do I go? And I've had kids come out of, when I was at Purdue, they wanted to go. So I said, go to Texas, find out what high school is yeah. like. And they're down there right now coaching mm-hmm. and having great success. Mm-hmm. So I was there at Brownsville for a while. And then um, I wanted to get up closer to uh, Dallas or Houston because a few friends of mine from high school were living in that area. And I thought, okay, I'm going to try that. So I went out and I actually found a, a, a job out in East Texas called Love Lady High School. And it's just northeast of Houston. Okay. Was there. Well, as, as time went on, from the time I began in, you know, San Luis Obispo High School and such, you come in, there wasn't strength coaches back then. Yeah. But... The guy that's on the staff for football and maybe other sports that has, you know, interest in that, mm-hmm. you're the strength coach. Yep. So I was always involved in that wherever I would be. And so I got thinking about it. And what I saw as time went on, that in the collegiate level, people have asked me, how many coaches would there be in that? And I said, well, what happens is, there's probably about 20 coaches in the United States in college. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'd met with a few of them at conferences and got to know more information and learn my system in that and really took an interest in strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. So this opportunity came while I was in East Texas that at SMU mm-hmm. in Dallas, boom, it opened up. 
and mm-hmm. I just applied for it and went through the whole system, and they hired me. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in the collegiate level. Right. In my fortunate way, I walked into, well, a number of good and bad things. I had unbelievable players that, you know, uh, we won the national title in 82. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had Eric Dickerson, yep. who's now in the Hall yep. of Fame, yep. Craig yep. James, uh, right. Michael Carter, who won the silver medal in a shot put, mm-hmm. numerous different athletes of all sports, track, swimming, that went to the 84 Olympics, you know, the, the on 92 and on and on. So I had the great fortune being young. Yeah, I walked in there at like 28 years old. And, and really, they helped me, I helped them. Yeah. That's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn. And so all that went on and just the whole system of being in the college level and mm-hmm. what I had. And I was there for five years. And unfortunately, if you're familiar with the pony yeah, excess, yeah, I was yeah. I was a part of that. But I wasn't involved as far right. as I never gave people money, right. didn't get houses or anything. But I saw that day in and day out. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I mean, like a story somebody asked me was we were we just won the uh, the Southwest Conference for the national title. We're going to the Cotton Bowl. We're playing pit with Dan Marino and that crew. So we had a last weight room practice at at our site, which we, you know, we're going to play right there in Dallas. Mm -hmm. So we're in the weight room and the kids are all going through, you know, just like a quick little circuit. And back then the boosters were involved in everything. They could be in the weight room. They could be in meetings. Yeah, that was a problem. You remember that. Yeah, Yeah, I do. So I'm in the weight room. And I'm standing down at one end, and Eric Dickerson's on one of the machines. And so here comes Blount, is his last name, comes to Eric, and I'm just standing there. And he says, boy, Eric, last game, what a great game. You had so many yards. You did this, you did that. And he hands him a legal envelope. Mm-hmm. So we, back then, the kids wore their socks at, the sh- at their knees. Yeah. So he stuck it in his sock. And later in the day, I walked by him. I said, Eric, what did Blount give you? He goes, oh, he gave me $1,500. What a great game that was last week. But that was everybody, receivers, backs, yeah, yeah. tackles. On yeah, on. that's what got the program in dire straits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we, we just, we just uh, you know, went with that. Later, things just kind of developed and developed. And finally, they just, you know, yeah. the, the day came where we just got, we're bounced out. And yeah. anyway, I left from there and uh, went to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately there, I was there a year, and uh, the coach there had just gotten fired and, you know, that type. And so I went down to uh, uh, northern Colorado, mm-hmm. and I actually helped coach football then. They needed an uh, outside linebacker coach, so mm-hmm. I did that, did the strength. And Coach Simon, he was Matt. from Washington, Matt, mm-hmm. he was there. And uh, things were kind of going the wrong way with him. So I'm mm-hmm. sitting there thinking, okay, I've been here just a short period of time, but I, I, I think I need to keep my ears open. Mm-hmm. So I found a job at Marshall University yeah. in Huntington, West Virginia. Right. And went back there with Coach Chomp, George mm-hmm. Chomp. Yeah. He was, he was uh, Woody Hayes' first GA. Right. And how he coached was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was Woody Hayes, and you didn't get away with anything. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd sat at staff meetings during the time I was there for two years, that he'd fire people at the staff meeting yeah. and then make up for it later. He was just that way. Mm. But you learned to love him because he cared and he did things right, yeah. but he was just hard, yeah. just the way yeah. he was. Yeah. So anyway, we did that. And my second year, 
the Boise State job. I right. saw it open. And that's when I called and talked to you. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking about leaving Marshall from that standpoint because that next year we won. We played for the national title, right. lost by one yeah, point. Yeah, good team. But yeah. I'd been, you know, I'd played at Boise at Cal Poly, been mm-hmm. to those trips, mm-hmm. you know, knew all about that and just thought, man, this would be a great place. Yeah. So that's when I talked to you and yeah. we went through a great conversation. And yeah. at the end, you know, I'm going to talk to our AD. Yeah. And sure enough, Gene called me and the rest was history. Yeah. Here I was and yeah. got the whole thing started. And right. here at Boise, it, it's been such a great memory for me with you and so many other coaches and the kids and yeah. all the sports, just starting it all up again. Yeah. That. You know, I've done it before at other places. You kind of start things and get mm-hmm. it going. But here you're starting it from new, a new room, and on and on and on. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's it's been good that way. Yeah. And then, you know, things happen, and I get bounced out, and Pokey comes in. I'm a right. year with him, and different individual, yeah. different staff right. that was right. uh, completely uh, right. shocked me, to yeah. be honest with yeah. you. And so they kind of, at the end, just kind of shoved me out the door. and. Yeah. We went down to Auburn, Alabama, and mm-hmm. I was at the high school there mm-hmm. at Auburn High. Mm-hmm. Went seven, eight years there and really developed a program, got it going, went in the state playoffs in Alabama and did well. And in uh, 97, I became the National High School Strength Coach of the Year. Mm. So, you know, I, I had recognition from other people, yep. coaches, and, you know, the votes and all that. And so be it. I want it. And that was yeah. great. I wasn't trying, but that's that's the way it was. Sure. I was in associations and have been in two of them since then for, you know, since the early 80s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, going through conferences, speaking at conferences and so on and so forth. And so, uh, you know, after that, a friend of mine that I've known in coaching, strength coaching for years and years, was at Purdue. Mm-hmm. He called me up and says, I need help. Mm-hmm. He says, I got two guys down here running 14 sports. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. So he says, I'm going to work at it. So he went to the AD and talked things over, and they hired me down there. And mm-hmm. the rest was history. I was there for 13 years. Wow. And, you know, it was good. I mean, it was a it was a new adventure. We had unbelievable athletes like, you know, mm-hmm. Drew Brees and oh, yeah. 16 guys till – recently that have all won Super Bowl rings Mm -hmm. and some multiple and some just one. And uh, we had an offensive line through that career withdrew for those three years that they all won Super Bowl Mm -hmm. rings, you know, so it's, it's a different, you know, and then we had coach Tiller came out of Wyoming and, you know, he kind of came into the big 10 unknown big 10 was still the running gun, stay on the ground three, you know, three downs Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. And, he he changed it completely. Yeah. His attitude was a different individual. Funny, <laughs> but you wouldn't you wouldn't know it till he said the yeah. joke. Yeah. And one of the one of the things I've told people about this is in our weight room we had these boxes that people would jump on right. like plyo boxes. Right. And we had two of them and they went from forty two inches down. Yeah. Well, this is a story that Joe was Joe and Joe would do whatever he wanted. Mm-hmm. So there would be days He'd come into the weight room and do a short little workout, mm-hmm. and he'd climb up on the two 42-inch boxes and fall asleep. <laughs> There'd be teams and teams and teams in that yeah. room just going at it, and they're looking over like, is that Coach Tiller? And that's just the way things were yeah. and how we did it. 
and the kids really responded well yeah. and you know we got things going as far as getting into bowl oh, yeah, games and yeah. you know starting to win and sure. build ourselves up to where in 2000 we won the big 10 title and mm-hmm. went to the rose bowl and you know all those and we've yeah. been through many i mean big sure. bowls small bowls but Absolutely. it's what it's what set purdue off yeah. and yeah. you know they're trying to fight it back now yeah well you've had a great run ron and and you sure did a great job for us here at boise state and uh, you talk about experience and travels i mean when they say you've been around the block i mean you've been around a big block mm-hmm. and uh so I know you've you've kind of retired now from uh, to to a sense, and you're you're living in Oregon around the Bend area. Yes, and uh, bought a place there, and going to set up an old barn as as your your gym, so to speak. It's going to become that, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, that's that's an exciting story, and and I want to save a little time today to to talk about um, you know strength and conditioning we think of in athletics that you know it's something you got to do you got to get bigger stronger faster and but those of us that uh, are at home now we're not playing sports we're we're uh, we're doing our everyday stuff but uh, you know it's still important to to do some things to help ourselves stay fit and I want to tell your story a little bit too because you had an episode that happened to you. Why don't you tell us here in just a couple of quick minutes what happened? Well, um, I was coaching at that time in uh, New Mexico at a Division II school, New Mexico Highlands, and it's in Las Vegas, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. It's up 7,000 feet into the mountains. And one day I just had a, a seizure of some sort, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, my wife found me and took me to the hospital. And, you know, after that, they had to fly me over the Rocky Mountains to go to surgery. I had ICU surgery. Went through the whole thing with the doctors, and I was luckily, you know, responded well. Right. I had paralysis in my right side. I had my speech. I lost my entire speech. Mm-hmm. And that started to come back. So within four days, they, they said, you can go home. And the doctor said the best thing that kept you alive was just the fact that you were fit. And fit. Fit mm-hmm. and, you know, as a strength coach. And yeah. So I just started things what I could do. Yeah. 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 And now I'm I'm on the medication daily, but you know, it's right. it's the best thing, but I feel better and but I'm getting older and I realize there's not as much of this or that I can do, right. but I know what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, your story and my wife Virginia, of course, the, the listening audience is familiar with her stroke that she had and it was a massive stroke and because she was fit too, she walked every day on the green belt and that that helped save her life as well. So I guess my point in all this is that you know we've we've still got to take care of ourselves. You know we <laughs> we get a little older and and uh, we don't want to be, we don't want to become couch potatoes and just mm-hmm. sit all day. That's that's the worst thing. Sitting is is like the, the the new cancer. You know you just you can't do it. So what are some things, Ron? Some practical things that that people can do even around the house or even maybe if they're sitting at uh, the desk or. Uh, just to kind of help keep things moving. Uh, blood pressure becomes a huge issue, mm-hmm. and, and people don't realize it sometimes until it's too late and they, they have a stroke because the blood pressure is too high and something gives, you know, the weak vessel gives, and then you got a real problem. So what are some simple things that people can do to kind of help keep themselves fit? Well, the biggest thing I can say right off the bat for anybody, you know, especially like you're talking about people getting older, is first of all, it's, it's um, the exercise that you so choose. It's nutrition, yeah. such a critical part, sleep, and less stress areas. Right. But as far as exercises, 
depending on what you want and where you're at and what equipment you may have, mm-hmm. it, that, that changes a lot. But if you have some small dumbbells, you have some bands, yeah. you have a, a bicycle, Right. Or you get out and walk on the green belt or right. wherever you may live and whether you can jog a little bit or you just go for walks. Mm-hmm. Those are the things you want to get involved in. And how you set it up, you need to find somebody that has interest and knowledge in it right. and to set it up your way. Don't mm-hmm. set it up like, well, this is what they do here at this yeah, gym. Yeah. What can I do? I'm 66. Yeah. So what can a 66 person do? Right. Okay. And, you know, depending on where, how long you've been doing something or not doing something, they'll set it up to, you know, put you into the right equipment. And it, it'll be things that are just two pound, five mm-hmm. pound yeah, dumbbells, yeah, yeah. bands for mobility, flexibility, motion, you know, all these things. Uh, the thing that I tell people as we get older, the things that bother me the most is people that do not get involved much, and now they're getting to 70s, 80s, and 90s, yes. and they have a hard time going to the grocery store right. and walking upstairs. They can't do that. Yeah. So what you want to do is walk stairs, yep. mountains, things like that where it keeps your strength, but it keeps your mobility, and it allows you to even just follow up mm-hmm. stairs, walking mm-hmm. stairs, because mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how some yeah. people have a tough time oh, doing yeah. that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and I mean— there's days I'll sit too long, get too stiff, and yep. I don't want to walk those stairs. You know, I yep. don't want to buy a house that has stairs anymore. Yep. Yep. That type of thing. Yep. So you got to have somebody that's just going to treat you in the direction and the place you're at now, and set you into that direction to where you're using these little things. Mm-hmm. If people had a bike, bike, bike's great. Yeah. You know, you want to do enough cardio in walking biking, treadmill, whatever it may be, even swimming. Swimming's yeah. oh, a great swimming's thing. Great, yeah, great absolutely. Thing. They just get your stress, you know, down, yeah. get your cardio up and keeps it up a little bit because yeah. if you don't do enough, you drop that and it just it'll get worse for you yeah. later on. Nutrition's a huge part of it too. Yeah, yeah. And keeping tabs on your blood pressure. You know, I I just I didn't realize how important that is till Virginia had her stroke and uh yeah, that's that is a huge number that you got to keep an eye on. If it starts creeping up, why you probably need to see your doctor. That's you need right. To get on some some medication to keep that blood pressure down. Well, as far as things they can do at home, you mentioned the the stairs and and, and whether it's a stationary bike or a regular bike, but to keep the legs. Talk to us about how important it is to keep leg, leg strength going because that's where people start to get weak. Yep. That's where they have trouble climbing the stairs. And so talk to us about the importance of leg strength. Well, you can. I can go back to just the fact that why is it so important for that athlete? Yeah. And then as you get older, you don't do as much. You're not going to stay as fit. So those things drop. Your size drops, your you right. know, atrophy, all those things get less that – Again, talking about somebody who wants to walk up a stairway that's 85 years old, they need to have some walking and just climbing the stairs or just stepping up on something and back down to where you're working the quad and the hamstring, the hip, the low back, because that's where everything fails, and especially when it gets old. You have the mobility, you know, and especially the other thing is as everybody gets older and you fall, yes. the biggest thing is is the breakage. Yeah. But the breakage will be 
I'd say a little less in the fact that you have some muscle mass mm -hmm. that you've done with some type of lifting, like you're saying, in the legs, yeah. the hips, you know, the back, that kind of brunt that fall. Yeah. But that's that's another factor. Yeah. yeah. Well, falls, you mentioned falls. Falls are really critical, especially as we age. And, you know, we don't have to wait until we're in our 60s or 70s to start doing some of this stuff. I mean, when we're in our 40s and 50s and you know, we, we need to keep and maintain that, that leg fitness and, and, and the back, strengthening the back, the muscles you mentioned, and the legs. And, yeah, that, that is so important because falls, if you get weak, you lose your balance, mm -hmm. you get weak, you fall. Well, falls have a, a fatal, fatalities oh, after yeah. falls are tremendous. Yeah, I mean, people big hit their, problem. They hit have their head and, yep. and bang. And, yeah, so... Yeah, so important to stay on top of our game as far as uh, keeping our strength up and our fitness as best we can. And you mentioned nutrition, too. I mean, we we live in a society, you know, this fast food stuff. I mean, you know, it sounds good, it's quick, but, man, it uh, it takes its toll after a while also. And especially with people who are not as active. Yeah. Don't get out for those long walks or bicycling or something like that. It just adds to you very quickly. Yeah. Then— in a year or two, and you gain so much weight, 20, 30 pounds, it and you say, up. hey, now's the time. Well, you either got to get back into a program to get that going, mm -hmm. or if you don't, it just it stays with you. Yeah. We see it every day with people. And, you know, the funny thing is, is that years ago, they started CrossFit. Yeah. Okay, CrossFit now has made a point where it's 20-year-olds to 70-year-olds, yep. but how you do it within it. And in some ways, it's good for yeah. the average person but it's bad for the average person from my standpoint right. because you get them going too fast, too many reps, too much weight. How fast can I do this? Yeah. All these things. What they need to do, and especially as they get older, is stay involved in some of those extra, yeah. but you're slowing it down. Yeah. You don't need to have as much weight. You don't no. need to clock on you and count yeah. reps. Yeah. That's where it gets bad, yeah. but it'll help them. Yeah, yeah. We've got about a minute left, Ron, and I want to touch on one last thing here. I read somewhere recently that 72% of Americans are overweight. Oh, yeah. And I believe it. I mean, you go to the mall or you go downtown or you go to the store and, and you see these people in there. And some of them are just massively mm -hmm. overweight. So what can people do just in a simple thing as far as trimming down a bit, you know, staying fit? Obviously, walking is, a, is something mm -hmm. that we can all do. What else would you recommend? Well, you know, from the standpoint of, of nutrition and exercise, it would be staying with something like you're saying, bike, walking, right. swimming. If you yeah. if you know how to swim, you've got access to a pool, I'd utilize it, and yeah. I utilize it with other things, change yeah. it up. Nutritionally, if you're overweight to a point, like yeah. you're saying, 73% of people that might be I mean, an obese category, yeah. I mean, you, you could be 30 pounds or more. Yeah. You've got to cut back on the... The, the, the salty, fatty right. yeah. foods that you're just not getting anything yeah. from. Yeah. There's right. adding weight quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ron Thompson, it's sure been a delight to have you in. It's great to see you again. Thanks for sharing your story. Thanks for sharing information on how we can do better, you know, no, no matter what age. That's right. And uh, so we just wish you nothing but the best uh, in the years ahead. And thank you for being a guest on Game Plan for Life. Well, I appreciate you, Skip, and, you know, I, I, you know, pride the time I've been with you and you hiring me and, yeah. you know, having a talk with you today has just been great. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Hollingshead Eye Center. See the difference experience makes. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver. A reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's. Oh yes we did. Rocket Express Car Wash. It's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body. Someone you can trust. Canyon County Habitat for Humanity. Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. And Idaho Window Tinting. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.